Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. My name is Nathan. I'm one of the pastors, and I am joined here today by two of our other pastors, Barkef O'Segan and Michael Hewitt. And we're going to have a little bit of a discussion, which is the point of this podcast, is to follow up our main course on Sunday with a little bit extra for you during the week. So uh, if you joined us this past week, we kicked off a new service called our DNA message. And Michael led us off by discussing the importance of God's Word and how that's the foundation of our church. Michael Barkef, thank you guys for taking the time. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Exciting to be here. Definitely a fun thing to do, and I think it'll be valuable for our people. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're looking forward to this because, as I said, we want to take this opportunity to uh, take this podcast and add a little bit more to what we talk about on Sunday, but also we want to get you involved, and down the road we'll have opportunities to do that. So, Michael, real quick, why don't you give us a uh, just a 20-second overview of your message on Sunday, and then we can kind of get into our discussion. Yeah, well, we're kicking off the DNA series, and obviously Bible is in our name as a church, so we figured no doubt the foundation of our church is the Bible, and so to kick off a DNA series, there's no better way than to get into the Bible, look at the Bible, and say this is all we are about and will always be about. So I was just trying to get people to see the importance of that for our church, but also the importance of that in their life. And so part of this podcast was kind of birthed from the hope that we can help them get into the Bible a little bit more. And so this conversation, I think, today will revolve around how we can go about spending time in God's Word. What does it look like for us? How can we maybe impart some wisdom towards them, towards people who have a bunch of questions about how to get in? And so I'm hoping that's how this conversation goes, and I'm excited to have it. Awesome. So as you noted... Um you know, we are a Bible church, but obviously we realize and know uh, from Scripture that our time in the Word, our study of it, our time spent with the Lord is beyond just Sunday, uh, but it's in our everyday life. And I'm actually throwing this one out to Barkef as our senior pastor, um, kind of giving us an overview of what your daily quiet time uh, maybe is what is like, what it is like, or uh, possibly, you know, what kind of uh, role does that play for you daily? Great question. I really appreciate that. Uh, mine is a morning. I'm I happen to be a morning person, so I do the early morning. I like to. There's a little spot in my house where I have things set up that I know that's where I'm going to be. I get that cup of coffee, have a seat, and I, frankly, I just sit there quietly for a few minutes, just thinking about who God is and how good He's been to me and to mine. Uh, I throw up some prayers of thanksgiving to him and then I, I open the scripture normally i'm either in proverbs or psalms but not always uh, if i'm in proverbs i know i can go through that almost uh, 12 times in a year there are 31 proverbs so it depends upon what the month is like or i'll go through psalms which i love psalms and of course if you're doing psalms there's 150 of those which means you can do that almost uh two and a half times in a year certain psalms really stick with me and it, it could be anywhere from a 15-minute uh, quiet time. It could last 45 minutes. It just depends. Sometimes I'll journal a little. Sometimes I won't. Uh, I'll certainly spend some time in prayer just praying for people I think of besides family. Uh, there are people who ask me to pray for them. I specifically have them written out. So, But what's really important to me is that it not be a legalistic issue. That's what's important to me. I mean, yes, there are days that, I got to get going, and I don't have that quiet time first thing in the morning. 
uh, and I don't beat myself up about it. That's what's important. It has to be something that you enjoy, you look forward to. I'm sad I missed it, but I know I'll, I'll get there the next day. But if you start making a legalistic thing, you'll be surprised at how quickly it'll leave you. It'll leave you real quick. Yeah, I agree. I think that's uh, something important. You know, growing up, uh, you always kind of had this very uh, strict methodology of quiet time, especially in youth ministry. You know, back when I was in high school, it was okay, you got to get up, you have to 45 minutes, you got to be in the Word, you got to journal, you got to do this. And if you don't do it, then, you know, you failed and your day's right. already started. You've already ruined your day. <laughs> You've ruined <laughs> your day. You can't get going. Uh, Michael, what about you? Is for you, and, and one of the cool things about our personal walk with the Lord is that. Uh, you said this on Sunday that we're bringing our own personalities to things. You know, it's it's not that uh, we believe in Christ for everlasting life and suddenly we're just carbon copies. We are we still retain our personalities. How does that impact your quiet time? Well, I I'm not ADD. I've been tested twice <laughs> when I was in high school because my parents thought for sure I was. You need to retake that. Yeah, test. I, need, I need to retake that test. I share an office. You need to retake that test. <laughs> well, that would probably be the main thing is that it switches up so often. It's always centered in the word, kind of like you, Barkef. I, I I'm a morning person, so it, I feel like I. I have more energy, more focus first thing in the morning. So I know that I want to spend that time in the Word. And I'm a morning person, and everyone else in my family aren't. And so it kind of works out that the house is quiet in the morning, except for now with a newborn, but we'll work on that. And so I wake up, I get in the Word, and I, I'll i go straight in and just start reading. And I've done a couple different ways before. Um, I've read until I feel like the Lord uh, highlights something in my mind where it just stops me. And, and I'll stay with that, and I'll kind of end there and think about it. And then kind of as I go on, I like to go on walks, and I'll think about what the Lord was maybe giving me that morning in the Word, and, and then pray through that. And then same as you, Barkev, pray for my family and some folks who have asked us to pray for them um, or have reached out. But then I think there's also times, uh, and I'm, I actually wanted to say this story on Sunday, and I didn't do it, but there was a time where I was really burnt out. I was doing ministry and just really burnt out. And I felt like every time I was opening up the Bible, I wasn't getting anything out of it. And I just, I'm also stubborn. So I kind of was like, well, I'll wake up tomorrow and I'm going to get back in. And I, I tomorrow something's going to come out. It's just the Lord's going to speak to me. And it didn't happen. And it didn't happen. And finally, I, I just prayed to the Lord one day and I'm like, Lord, do you want me to do this? And if so, how many, how many, how many, how much time, how many chapters you want me to, to read? And that's not legalistic. It was just like, I just need something. And the number three popped up in my mind. And I thought, fine, I'll just read three chapters and, and it went on for three weeks, which is the irony. And on the third week, it was like the Bible just jumped off the page at me. And for probably a year or two, I was reading three chapters a day, um, every single day, didn't miss it. And what was awesome is there was a lot of time, a lot of that time where I was actually reading a lot more than three because it was so real and rich. And I would read three in the morning and be like, well, I have time for another chapter or I have a time for another three. Uh, and then in the middle of the day, I'd try to read some. And that was, I look back on my life and that was a time where the word of God was just so alive to me. And so it was unique and it's, it's different right now because we do have a newborn. Uh, I had a <laughs> I had a four minute quiet time about 2.30 in the morning a couple mornings ago. And so it just is going to be all over the place, I think, for the next few months. But that's really how I do it. It changes up from time to time. And that's just my personality and, and the way that I'm a, a little bit ADD and, and just the way the Lord wired me. That's cool. So one of the things you both mentioned, and I think it's really vital for us to kind of talk about that a little bit is, yeah, we do have this uh, flexibility in how our, t- our quiet time works out or what it looks like for us and timing and things like that. But at the same time, I believe there's, there's certain elements 
elements that have to be a part of it. And one of the things that I feel like is really important, and you both hit on it, is that actual conversation with God, that actual time you spend in prayer. Um, you know, Barkef, just even reflecting on who God is and what he's doing in your life. For me, I feel like that's the point where the distraction goes away, where my my attention is focused. I think it's just like, you know, one of the things we said about this podcast is we want it to feel like it's a conversation around a table. That's almost like what I feel like when those quiet times is uh, the Lord and I just sitting at a table. If I can get that distraction out by prayer, by focusing on him, uh, do you guys agree on that? You think that's uh, an element that is vital? I, I think of the example, if I'm uh, getting together with my wife at the end of the day and she's starting to share some things with me and my brain isn't there, <laughs> so I'm looking at her, but her, her her mouth is moving, but my ears aren't picking anything up, and then all of a sudden she looks at me like, are you listening to me? And I, I feel like I'm getting the same thing from God. When I'm sitting there, mm. I'm kind of, I first get there, I'm still waking up, I got my coffee in my hand, and all of a sudden I, I almost hear him say, hey, hey, hey. I'm over here, <laughs> so I have to stop and set aside whatever's running through my brain and then start thinking about him and just thinking, wow, I have this privilege mm. that the God of the universe actually wants my attention. Mm. Uh, and then, it's, then it kind of blows my mind, and then I have to really start thanking him for who he is and what he's done for me, and, and that starts settling things down. I love that. I, I would say for me, it's I, I typically, there are times that I, First thing, go to him, quiet myself. But when I wake up, I'm telling you, engines are a go, and it is time for me to just do something and move. And so the first thing to sit down and to close my eyes again, it just goes against what my body wants me to do. It just doesn't work out. Then I'm distracted and thinking of things. Literally, for me, the best thing is to open up the Bible and use that attention to look down at the words and to begin to read and take in. So the battle there is to not do it for doing its sake, to be able to focus in on the words. But that time for the Lord and I in conversation comes through the text when I begin reading and something uh, I can just tell the Lord's like no stop here or this certain word or this phrase hey go back and reread that and then I begin thinking about my life and where this maybe is gonna either be applicable at that point or maybe will be uh, something I can apply later on and then as I go on a walk or I just sit there when it's all done coffee in hand and I just am thinking that's where I can quiet myself and kind of think about the words that I just read and the way the Lord is speaking to me and have that time, like you're saying, where you just kind of connect. And he's like, I'm here. And I'm like, I see you. I feel you. I know you are. And so that's kind of how it works for me. I, I do love the fact that you've mentioned a couple times that you spend time walking, you know, mm -hmm. with your coffee. Mm -hmm. Some of my best prayer time was in seminary when I was driving down right. 35 because obviously you need that at six in the morning you need prayer because you <laughs> but want, you were praying with your eyes open I, was right? with okay, my eyes I just open. want to make sure but you okay. wanted to be in the right you didn't want to be 100 percent in the flesh by the time you got to school because of <laughs> traffic it. but got no it. i mean those were those were moments where you know just despite the fact that i'm in the car you know it seems like everything's kind of gone in that moment where i can just spend that time it's almost like he's just sitting in the car with me but michael you said one other thing about not stagnating, not doing it for doing its sake. So, uh, and there may be people who want to know this because we can easily fall into it. And it's one of the things we warn about as being pastors working in ministry is you can substitute the study of the Bible for sermons and things like that and say that that is your quiet time when they're two distinctly different things. But in that quiet time, how do you guys prevent it from be, from stagnating, like you said, or just be kind of kind of becoming a rote, repetitive thing that you do because you're doing it just because you should? It's a great question. Um, I 
I would say for me, one of the ways I, one of the things I bring into an element I bring into my quiet time is worship. And I'm not the best singer by any means, but I love singing and I love singing to the Lord. And so there are times that I'm playing music to help if I need it, especially if I need it to be kind of fresh. No doubt if I'm walking um, and, and thinking about what the Lord's done or what, what the text was that morning that I read, uh, if my mind's distracted, what I can put my AirPods in, go for a walk, play a song, and be right there and in on music. And so, music has been super helpful uh, with me in one way to not stay uh, or not to get stagnant, I guess, to, uh, for my time with the Lord to be fresh. But I will say, I already mentioned this, I, I'm stubborn at heart. And so, I kind of do have those times where it feels kind of stagnant, but I just know, like I said, Sunday, the word of the Lord will not return void, and I need to be in the word, even if I'm not feeling it because it's not about a feeling. Um, but I am thankful at times when the Lord does open up the word in a way that I can feel it too. You know what I mean? So I, but I would say aside from just being stubborn in it and going at it, um, the worship portion, no doubt is it definitely helps me and I love all types of music. So it's not like I'm stuck to one style of worship, but, um, that is one way I, I feel like is definitely helpful for me to, to keep it fresh. Uh, for me, I'd say it's really my bride, uh, we walk almost every day and almost legalistically, but we do it because there's some things we're trying to accomplish there. But when I hear her share about her quiet time, it makes me thirsty <laughs> for my quiet time. And it, I think it's really sweet if you have somebody that you can talk to about, you know, hey, I just want to share something that popped off the page to me today. Or, or have somebody else share that with you that makes you thirsty. Look, I, oh, I want that again. I think that, more than anything else, is what encourages me. And she's, quite frankly, a prayer warrior. So it's, I've been blessed in that way. So I would say, for me, it's having somebody I can talk to about or have them tell me about what God talked to them about. So Awesome. Okay, I got one more. It's a hypothetical. Okay, bring it. I'm going to bring it to you guys. Um, and I think it's something that a lot of people uh, don't necessarily consider, but it's an important part. We are called to share the gospel. We are called to uh, be uh, witnesses, and here at Coppell Bible, we believe that is uh, creating disciples. You've got a friend. They are a baby believer. Last week, they placed their faith in Christ for everlasting life. What do you tell them if you only had 30 seconds about a quiet time? Excellent. Uh, if it's a brand new believer, I tell them to either read Philippians or John, the Gospel of John, and just just read it. And if they got a question, give me a call. Let's sit down and talk about it. Uh, those are the two books that I recommend for a brand new believer to uh, to go through. I, I think I second that, and I think that the what you said about I'm there for que uh, for their questions is maybe the most important part of that because um, they probably will have questions no matter where they start, but. You know, me coming from a youth ministry background, I would always say, just go to the gospel somewhere, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, read about Jesus' life, and I'm here for you when you have the questions about him. That's awesome. Hey, you know, uh, I'm looking forward. This like Just sitting here doing this first podcast, <laughs> I'm pumped, and I can see you guys are too. It's fun. You guys are, are grinning ear to ear because this is just so this much is really fun. fun really to fun. do. Um, so this coming week, we've got uh, Brian Vranikar, our student director. He's going to be stepping up to uh, speak on prayer. So we'll be back next week with him to uh, continue this podcast, continue the second course in our second week. But uh, until then, here's what I'm going to challenge you guys to do. If you guys have any questions 
about any message or anything you might even want to hear on here, you can uh, email myself, Nathan at CoppellBible.org, or you can email Michael, Michael at CoppellBible.org. Because we want you to be involved. This is a dialogue. It's not just a bunch of guys sitting here talking into a microphone to hear themselves speak. We want to hear from you. We want you involved. So if you have any questions, send them to those emails. And until then, Michael Barkef, thank you guys for being on thank here you. with us. Well done. Thanks for hosting. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.